you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Filipkowski, and today we are talking about the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, you know, last night I was watching the Penguins versus Avalanche game, and first off, I'd wanted to talk about the Penguins for a while, but it occurred to me that or at least it occurred to me what type of team the Penguins were. Because again, I had wanted to record an episode on them for a while now, but I really didn't know what to say. I really didn't know how to go about it. Because each of these episodes kind of has a point or a theme to it that that I make kind of throughout the episode. I kind of provide evidence, supporting evidence, uh, for some hypothesis or theory that I have. I go on record often on this podcast talking about my predictions and stuff like that, and I typically am either correct or at least very close to being correct. And I think I finally have something that I can say about the Penguins that I believe to be correct. Now, the NHL season has about... 10 games left for most teams. Some have 11 or 12. Some have a little bit less. But we have around 10, 11 games left for most teams in the NHL season. Pittsburgh, I believe, yes, Pittsburgh has 11 games left. And they're sitting right now on the cusp of making the playoffs. There are really three teams left. In the Eastern Conference, you have the Islanders, the Penguins, and the Florida Panthers. I already did my episode on the Panthers where I said that they would make the playoffs. And we will see about that again. This very tight race. I believe they have 79 points, uh, but one game in hand over the Islanders. The, uh, The Pittsburgh Penguins have 80 points and one game in hand over the Islanders. So, or, or yes, yeah, so the Pets, Penguins are two points behind. Panthers are three points behind. They each have a game in hand over the Islanders. So it's going to be a tight race. All three of these teams are in, in the mix. Uh, at this point, I believe Washington, uh, the Red Wings, the Sabres to be out of it. Now, the Penguins are an interesting team. They're very up and down. They beat the Avalanche last night. In Colorado, 5-2, but they just were on a four-game losing streak, which included a loss to the Senators, a loss to the Canadians, and two losses to the Rangers, both in New York. 
So it's been it it's been an interesting end of the season stretch for the Penguins. They've gone on four game losing streaks. They've gone on four game winning streaks. They've they've kind of been up and down all season long. And they have a very talented top line. You look at this team, statistically speaking, this is a very good f- first line, right? Sidney Crosby, Gensel, and I believe Brian Rust or Ricard Raquel. I don't know which one of those two guys plays on the first line, but both of them are very good. Excuse me, all three of them are very good. Uh, combine that with, you know, great second line center, arguably one of the better second line centers in the league, Avengi Malkin. Uh, Jason Zucker, Brian Rust, one of the best offensive defensemen in the league, Chris Letang, you have Jeff Carter, Jeff Petrie. A lot of very, very good players on this Pittsburgh Penguins team, especially towards the top. Now, as you get towards the bottom, they're definitely a weaker team. This team is definitely based off of their top line, but Sidney Crosby has his, I think, 11th 30-goal season. He got that last night. He has 84 points on the year. He may reach 100. He'll probably be in the somewhere in the 90s by the end of the season. Jake Gensel, fantastic player. He has 31 goals, 64 points in all. It's a very good team. The Penguins are a very good offensive team. Defensively, they're an okay team. They're not incredibly good. Uh, obviously, again, Chris Tang's a very good defenseman. He's probably their best. Uh, Brian Dumoulin's all right. Uh, Marcus Peterson. They have some good players, but not a lot of depth, at least the defense position, which is tough because I, I think what I have to say about the Penguins is they're going to be an inconsistent team, right? Because they have very high, they have high-end talent, right? Sidney Crosby, Vangie Malkin are both Hall of Famers. Sidney Crosby's arguably a top five player, top three player of this generation. He's absolutely fantastic. They're a very solid team. They're, they could make the playoffs. I think that they will. I predicted that they will. It's going to be tight, obviously, going into the finish. Only two teams can make the playoffs out of those three. I think that they're probably the best team of the three. Does that mean they're guaranteed to make the playoffs? No. But, you know, that's all I can do. The issue for me with the Penguins, obviously they're going to be a little bit inconsistent. But the issue for the Penguins, in, in my opinion, the issue that I have with the Pittsburgh Penguins, is that their goaltending is just not very good. The The combination of Casey DeSmith and Tristan Jari, it, it's just not working. I would argue that Tristan Jari, he is a below average goaltender. I don't know who they view as their number one, whether it's Jari or whether it's it's Casey DeSmith. Because they're fairly similar. Um, they have almost identical save percentages. Jari has a slightly better goals against average uh, and a better wins record. So I would assume that he's probably their number one guy. It, it would make the most sense, at least, if he was. But... He's really not that good. And if you were watching last night's game, you you should have been thinking to yourself, well, you know, he had a good night. He made some good saves. He also let some shots in that he probably shouldn't have. 
He also gives up probably too many rebounds. And he's also a disaster when he ever has to stick handle the puck. There was one time last night, and I put it out on Twitter almost right after it happened. He was behind the net, and and he almost got the puck taken away from him. He just does not make good decisions with the puck. Uh, famously, it was either last year or two years ago in the playoffs, he had like seven or eight goals scored on his glove side, which is ridiculous for a modern-day goaltender to to be that poor on on the glove side. That's traditionally where you would expect a player to, or expect a goalie to at least be strong. And I was watching last night's game, and it, it really occurred to me. I, I, didn't, I knew Tristan Jari wasn't a good goaltender, but it really occurred to me that the reason why the Pittsburgh Penguins won't be successful in the playoffs this year, and the reason why they're having a lot of trouble right now is because he's not just not a good goaltender. He's a poor goaltender. He's really not that good. And he is the reason, in my opinion, why the Penguins are not a good team. This Pittsburgh Penguins team, generally, I would think, if they had an average goaltender or maybe slightly above average, you would probably see them at this point in the season I would like to think they're probably a 90. They probably have 90 points, probably have 90 points. I'm not saying that they're going to be an incredible team because I still think that they're, they're weak in a lot of areas, but you put a better goaltender on this team. I think that they're going to be much better in the playoffs. And here's why in the playoffs, everything is shrunken down. all, you know, you've less games to play. You're playing games against the same teams. And if you lose one game or if you lose two games, that's okay if you still are able to win, you know, four of them, right? And I think that the Penguins are a good playoff team. Historically, they're a very solid playoff team, especially recently. Again, Crosby and Malkin, they're, they're not overly physical, but they, they can definitely play a, some physical hockey. They've got some really talented goal scorers. They have a lot, a lot of experience in the playoffs, both in winning and just in playing games. So while this team might not be that much better in the regular season, right? They would still be a wild card team. Potentially if they, you know, get a couple, you know, again, 10 points, five wins, potentially, you know, they they sneak into a to a to a seeded spot, maybe overtake the Rangers who are at 92. It's kind of up and down. But I would think that this team would have so much more success in the playoffs than they would now. I think that's probably the greatest disparity in my eyes that I would see. Because as a Bruins fan, or really as a fan of any playoff team, I personally would love to see the Pittsburgh Penguins on the other side of the ice. And that's not because I think the Penguins are a bad overall team. I think that they're a good team, but I don't think that they're a team that's made to play well in the playoffs. Because as I've said, those mistakes by goaltenders in each game are magnified, right? And the fact is, is when you have a goaltender like Jari, who's prone to mistakes, who's really just not that good, who makes a lot of mistakes that against, okay, maybe not so great teams they're going to struggle with, right? But the Avalanche have not been convincing all year long. They've been better of late, 
but they have 88 points. They would be a wild card team in the in the Eastern Conference that they played. I mean, they're 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 an average team, right? They're not they're not a, an elite playoff team this year. I don't think that we will see them be an elite playoff team this year. I just don't see that happening. To put in perspective, the Avalanche are only eight points ahead of the Pittsburgh Penguins, right? They're, they're fairly close in, in terms of resume. They're not they're not leagues apart, right? Uh, we, we legitimately could see the Avalanche very soon be thrust into a while. I mean, it's possible. I, you know, who knows what will happen. But okay, I, I digress. If or when, right, the Penguins are going to face, either this year they're going to face the Bruins or they're going to face the Hurricanes in, in in the first round of the playoffs. There's no doubt about pretty much those two facts. They could face the Devils. The Devils have been playing good hockey this season, although as of late they have not been so good. Um, but I think that they'll probably play Carolina. Carolina's got two points and two games in hand over the Devils. I, I just don't know if – the Devils will be able to make that up with the time they have left in the season. I also think the Canes are the better team. But they'll be playing the Bruins, Canes, or some other very good team. Right? If the Devils end up taking Carolina over, they're still going to be a very good team. I digress. The, the Penguins are going to play a good team in the first round, no matter what. And I think when, when you look at the Penguins versus the Bruins – the Bruins are a scrappy team who can play in all sorts of different ways. They have the best goal differential in the league by like 60 goals. And they're going to eat a goalie like Casey DeSmith a lot, or excuse me, Tristan Jari alive. Because they put a lot of shots on net, a lot of quality shots. They are scrappy as hell. They have good players who can do a lot of different things. But most importantly, I would say, is the puck retrieval on the Bruins really allows them, right? And puck retrieval on good teams, fast teams, allows them to get multiple shots on goal and put rebounds back on net. And if you, again, if you watched Christian Jari last night, he looked uncomfortable in net and it looked like, wow, I mean, you put anyone sitting in front of the net, they're probably going to score three or four goals just because he gives up so many juicy rebounds. Um, and I think the Canes, the Devils, the Maple Leafs would all treat the Pittsburgh Penguins that exact same way. I think we would have varying degrees of success, which I think puts a lot of pressure on the Penguins' offense because is that to say the Penguins' offense is bad? No, it's not. It's a good team, but it's definitely a little bit volatile, right? I think there are some games when the Penguins' offense looks great, when Brian Rust and Jake Gensel and Sidney Crosby look awesome. And Evangi Malkin, you know, is just that guy. I think that team can definitely play like that often. But when you feel like, or when you're forced to say, hey, we got to score X amount of goals this game. Otherwise, you know, we're not going to win. That puts so much pressure. That puts so much pressure on that offense to, to succeed. And the one thing that we have to know, and the one thing that we all have to understand about playoff hockey is there are a lot of the best teams in the playoffs often succeed because they have the best goaltenders, right? Hurricanes, uh, you know, have a decent goaltender. Uh, the Bruins, obviously, probably Vezina Trophy winner, uh, Linus Olmark. The Rangers have 
of course, the one, the only Igor Shesterkin. I mean, you look at the the Hurricanes goaltenders; are not crazy, but their goals, you know, their their save percentages are nine hundred, but their goals against averages are kind of crazy. Odsni Rata and Frederick Anderson certainly get the job done. Um, but the reason why you probably haven't seen them win a cup is because of those guys. Uh, you know, again, Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, teams that find success in the playoffs often do it because they have good goaltending, right? Why were the Islanders so good a couple of years ago? Ilya Sorokin. Why do the Maple Leafs have so much trouble getting out of the first round? It's their goaltending, right? It was Jack Campbell for a long time. Uh, this year, it's uh, probably Ilya Samsonov, who's having a good year, but it's really it's not elite. It's not great. Um, but he's having definitely a good year. So that's kind of the problem with the Pittsburgh Penguins. You just you look at their goaltending. You're not. I'm not. I'm not impressed by it, right? I'm not shocked by it because we know that the Penguins are going to be a team that don't necessarily play this hard scrabble playoff hockey. They're a very good team. They're well organized, but not in the same way that you would say that the Bruins are or that the Hurricanes are. So that's where the Penguins are going to find a lot of problems. And I could talk about, you know, I could come on this episode and say, well, hey, but let's let's talk about Jake Gens. Let's talk about this team. Let's talk about this high-flying offense. Because I really do have a good offense. I really like their offense and stuff like that. But in in the parts of their team that are need to be good, right, the, the parts of their team that need to be good, they're not. You know, their power play percentage is is good. It's not great, but it's really been poor on the road recently, right? Which is a huge concern, right? Uh, they, you know, again, you can't, you absolutely cannot be that bad on the road. They're a good, you know, home power play team, but especially when you consider that the Penguins are going to be on the road for pretty much the entire playoffs, Assuming they make it, that's a problem, right? Their power, their penalty kill is, it's mediocre. It's middle of the pack. It's middle of the league, right? So not a lot that impresses you there, right? In terms of goals per game, they're middle of the pack, right? They're middle of the pack in a lot of things. But in terms of, again, the amount of goals that they give up, it's a problem. Look at their goaltending compared to the league. Right? It's middle, bottom of the pack, right? The only playoff teams who they sit above is probably Edmonton. Maybe Florida, right? And, you know, when we talk about those two teams, and they're sitting right below the crack, right? Not great company. Because when you look at how many goals those teams score, once again, Edmonton's top of the league. Kraken, fourth. Panthers, fifth, Right? Pittsburgh sitting at like 16. So the difference is, and by the way, Edmonton has never had success in the playoffs. The Kraken, this will be their first year. We'll see. And the Panthers did not have success last year. We should tell you everything you need to know. And by the way, what I said, what I said about the Oilers remains true for the Penguins, right? If you don't have good goaltending, it's going to be very hard to win in the playoffs. But the difference is, right, Penguins goaltending is slightly above what the Edmonton Oilers have. But their goal scoring is that much less. And that's why, as a Bruins fan, you know, I don't want to play the Penguins because I know that they can be dangerous. 
right? And and maybe that's a little bit of the past kind of coming up and and you know rearing its rearing its head where it's like, oh, but the Penguins are such a good playoff team. They're such a good hockey team. Maybe I'm just thinking about it that way, but statistically, they are really not a good team. And I think that if the Bruins played them, it would probably be a four-one series. I could see the the Penguins having one really good game that kind of surpasses the Bruins. But you have to understand that when you get into the playoffs, you're no longer playing mediocre teams. You're playing good teams, right? Most of the time, at least. Um, and especially given the fact that the Penguins are in the Eastern Conference playing against the two best teams in the NHL this season, right? It's going to be either probably the Hurricanes or the Bruins. And if it's not either of those two, it's going to be the Devils. So it's going to be one of three very good teams. You're not going to have those games where, hey, listen, we played really well and the other team didn't, right? The, you know the Bruins are going to come out and play well in, in probably, if, if it goes to a five-game series, they're probably going to play well in all five games. So you have to outmatch that. And the Penguins, are they going to play well in all five games? Probably not, right? You know Tristan Jar is probably going to have a bad game, right? You know the Bruins are probably going to dominate, dominate offensively in one game. You know the Bruins are going to be very good at home, right? So the ability to steal a game off a team that's already so good at home and good away. I, I just think that the, the Penguins are destined for, for failure this year. They're not a team that excites me in any way. They're so volatile. You really never know what you're going to get, right? Again, last night, the Avalanche, right? And this episode will probably be released. I think it'll be released probably today, actually. Why not? Um, last night with the person the Avalanche, it was 5-2 that they won. Look great. But they just lost to the Senators, 2-1. They just got shut out by the Rangers, 6-0. You know, they're very up and down. Goaltending's wildly inconsistent. Scoring, wildly inconsistent, right? They'll score a lot one game, they'll score none the next game. It's very weird how the Penguins operate. They don't really show a lot of consistency, and that's why they're a wild card team. And that's why... Out of the three potential wildcard teams, the only team that really could excite me would be the Panthers. Because the one thing I know about the Panthers is this, right? Their goaltending isn't great, but I know that they can score. Which means if they get into the playoffs, if they get into a shootout, like in a high-scoring game, you're going to have to be able to match that. With the Penguins and Islanders, the Islanders are kind of a boring team. I know they've been riding you know, along their goaltender this year. They've done a nice job of beating a lot of bad teams. Uh, you know, look at look at their last like 10, 10, 15 games, right? Let's look at it, right? Maple Leafs, that's their only good win, right? They beat the Sharks, who are awful. They beat the Ducks, who are terrible. They lost to the Kings, who are good. Caps, who are mediocre. They beat the Penguins, who are mediocre. They beat the Sabres, who are bad. The Red Wings, who are bad. They lost to the Wild, who are good. The Jets are mediocre. The Kings are good. They lost them. They beat the Jets. Like, there's not a lot of, hey, that's a really good win in the last 20 games, right? They're probably their best win before the Maple Leafs was the Golden Knights like 20 games ago, right? They're a very good team. I get maybe the Kraken 18 games ago or whatever it is, right? The Islanders are an inconsistent team. They do a nice job of beating the bad teams. Right, but why they're not going to make the playoffs is look at their next few games. Look at their next ten games. Right, sure they play Columbus, then Buffalo. Great, they play the Devils, they play Tampa, Carolina, Tampa again. Those are four games. Right, 
they're probably going to lose one of the Washington games away. You know, and they'll probably be Philly, Buffalo, Columbus, and, and probably be Montreal. That's probably what will happen. Not not a guarantee, but I that's what I think is going to happen. I just, I'm not excited about them. And I'm not excited about the Penguins because they don't do a lot very well. It's just a fact. It's just, it's the way it goes. They just don't excite me in any way. So, you know, take it or leave it. But the Penguins need to invest. If they want to be a good team again, you know, listen, look how they won a cup. They won it with Marc-Andre Fleury, right? They need to focus on that, get back to that if they wish to win another. That's my honest opinion. Tristan Jari is not the guy. Casey Smith is not the guy. It's time to admit that. Reset. Go get somebody. Or say, hey, listen, we can't get a goaltender. You know, we're okay with being mediocre. Because unless you're hoping that lightning catches with Tristan Jari, which it most likely won't because he's really never been that type of goaltender, you've got to accept that type of fate. Right? Or you got to say, listen, we just got to go all out for offense and just pray we can score five goals every game. Because realistically, you know, you're probably going to need in the playoffs four or five goals a game to win. Right? That Look at how they played last year in terms of goals per game. They got knocked down in the first round, I believe. You know, let me get the stats for you guys. Why am I Why am I referencing? I can just tell you. All right, let's see. Pittsburgh Penguins 2021-2022 postseason. Okay. So, let's see. They were the second worst goaltending team in the league, right? Sorry, second worst goaltending team in the playoffs last year, only behind the Predators, who lasted. Got first off, they got swept. They gave up five over five goals a game. Pittsburgh in fifteenth gave up four goals a game flat. They did manage to get the series to seven games. They were the second highest goals for per game team. That's how they won in the playoffs last year. That's how I got to seven games, and they only got seven games. They only went one series. It's just not going to be the same this year. And I'm telling you, you're going to get a repeat. So thank you all for listening to another episode of The Master Plan. I hope you all enjoyed. Thank you and have a great day. The game on the line. One shot. Who would you rather have taking it? Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State. Open shot. Fate of the universe on the line. Or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. You better hit it. I want Iguodala.